cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Welcome to it. It is another week, another brand new episode of Life with Lebang. Of course, with myself, Lebang Khosana, brought to you by cliffcentral.com. So as you know, every week we make sure that we sit down with like phenomenal people, people that are really like going against the tide, changing the game, switching it up. And today is no different. Like there's just something in the air and the vibes are good. The energy is great. And you know how we do here. Like, like we make sure that at the end of this conversation, you must walk away and say, yo, wow, that is a person that I want to get to know. So I'm excited today to introduce my guest to you, who I would say is definitely doing things a little bit differently and maybe a little bit is like downplaying it. It's actually a lot differently, uh, but it's interesting. It's interesting and it's something that I hope will inspire you. You know, the story caught my attention because as you know, here on Life with Labang, we are like pro-positive parenting. We are pro-active parenting. And I am sitting in studio with a man who has seven children. I, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Yeah, my maths is off. It's actually eight. And that for me is so exciting. It's fantastic. And I just want to know more about the journey. I want to know more about that kind of life. I mean, it can't be easy having that many kids, number one. And also living out your dream on the other side of the world. Big Spooda, yes. welcome to Life with Lebang. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? I am fine. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was doing a little bit of um, stalking, for lack of a better word. <laughs> and, you know, I just found so many little interesting different parts of your life, which I was like, whoa. And the thing that really stood out to me was how supportive your family is in the decision that you've made to you know, leave the States and just permanently be in South Africa and live out this part of your dream. Um, and that obviously must have played a huge role in, you know, your ability to confidently do this. So I think the first thing I want to ask is, yo, who is Big Spooda? Are we officially letting go of Ronnie Dunn? Like, is it yeah. is it over for Ronnie Dunn? As, and is it hello officially for Big Spooda? That's right. Ronnie Dunn is an alias now. AKA, AKA, <laughs> it's Big Spooder. When when you when I greet somebody, it's gonna be Big Spooder. Yeah, Big Spooder all day, all day, every day. Yeah, I'm letting go of the the American stuff. That's uh, I ain't even gonna touch on that. But hey, mm-hmm. I'm letting all that be where it's supposed to be in America. Yeah. 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 But I mean, of course, that side of your life, you know, you you went through so many different things and those things played the parts that they played for you to be here right. now where you are. Um, and specifically, you know, your experience in the military. I found that extremely interesting because you are from a musical family with your grandfather and your father and the blues and gospel is in your veins. It's in your yeah, blood. Um, so how did your experience at the military almost like affect your obvious love for music? You know, that must have played its part in one or other way. Well, in the military, uh, that's when I started to explore more into, like, my musical capabilities. Mm. It was always my dad wanted me to do this and my my grandfather wanted me to do this. So much pressure. Mm. And I'm like, man, 
what do I want to do? Sure. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I started dibbling, dabbling in the R&B, mm. you know what I'm saying? And then making my own little music. And then we got a, a, a shot. I don't know if you guys know the movie. Um, um, but Ja Rule, Aaliyah, uh, Jet Li. Oh, yes. Romeo Must Romeo Die. Must Die, of course, of course. We, Classic. We, we, we got... To be, we was we was offered to be on that soundtrack. Oh to wow! To do two songs. Wow. We got an advance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We was working on the music. Then our producer, mm. he took the money and went to Jamaica. What? Took the copyrights of my music. What? I, I was young. I didn't know nothing. Oh no! And it discouraged me so much that I I stopped doing music. Period. That 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 sucks. That yeah. must have really been difficult. Yeah, um it was. especially like if you're young and you are excited about this journey of music that you're starting and that's a major opportunity yeah. to be given, you know, to be apparently like, you know, you could be this could have been the thing that really kick started everything for you. All the way up. Oh man, that's that sucks a lot. But when you're looking back now and you're completely on the other side of it, would you say that you know that kind of had to happen for a reason um you know obviously at the time when you were experiencing it, it for it to get to a point where you're like you know what screw music i'm done yeah. i'm out yeah. it must have been very very tough but now what is that like 23 years ago or something yeah. looking back would you say that you understand why that had to happen the way that it did oh uh, yeah i definitely understand you can't beat god's timing mm. you know back then i was young ambitious but i was Reckless sure. as well. You know, young people, we always, they always want to go, 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 go. Sure. And not looking at the fine print. Mm. But now that I'm older, more mature, mm. I can see stuff coming before it even comes. Sure, you know I mean? sure. When you're trying to rough me up with a contract and just put zeros there, and then you don't think I'm going to read the fine print, mm. back then, mm. you would have got me. Mm. Now, nah, you can't get me. You can't get Big Spooda. He's learned. Yeah. I love that, dude. I love that. You know what's interesting? I was actually chatting to some friends yesterday about why this keeps happening in the music industry. Because even here at home, there's a lot of artists who still struggle with the thing of getting a contract. They get an advance, you know, management and the record labels will put cars in their own names and houses in their own names and just kind of throw money at the artists. And the artists, like, excitingly just yeah. says yes to everything. Yeah. They just sign the contract and they just go... Like a year later, they're like, actually, I feel like I'm being played. Yeah. You know, then they try to fight with the record. Like it's it's an age old thing that keeps happening that for whatever reason, I don't know, it kind of feels like artists keep making the same mistake. Yeah. Like years and years later, even though there's been proof that read the contract, cats are just out here still not reading the yeah. contract out of excitement. Why, in your opinion, why do you think that's still happening? Because, uh, I mean, when you come from nothing and then you finally get an opportunity to have something, uh, you're so excited I about, sh- hey, I get to come up. I get to be like the Joneses now. Bruh. I get to buy this new car that I wanted, you know, mm. buy my mama, you know. Mm. And so you you just looking at that. You're not looking at, but with me being more mature now, mm. I've I've paid bills. I didn't have businesses. I didn't I didn't went through all this stuff to I know what you need to look for now. Sure. So now you take your time and you assess the whole situation before for you just sure. jump. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And they keep on doing it because hey, when 
when you don't have nothing and you're ready to get something, mm-hmm. you're going for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The distractions are, are minimal because you, 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 you focused. focused, right? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. I, I would advise all young artists watching and listening to the show right now, please read the fine print. If you don't understand anything that's being said in the contract, find somebody that does. Um, and also we live in a different era now as well yeah. where social media and the internet allows artists to just be independent the whole time right. and do that so confidently. And it works for some, for some that's of them, right. you know? Um, so yeah, just some some advice on the side. Yeah. So big spooder, you know, let's I wanna know when the love for South Africa began. I know that you came to visit two years ago and you were like, Oh my word, this place is amazing. Um, you know, you were living in the States at the time and Uncle Waffles was coming up and now Tyler's yeah, killing yeah, it. So yeah. clearly South Africa's where it's at. Yeah, uh, I can say that like confidently, definitely. you know what definitely. I mean? But you decided that you wanna really Put your plant yourself here and stay here. Yeah. That is a big decision to make. Yeah. Um, you know, father, son, brother. You've got an amazing family support structure at home. I've seen some of the lives you do with your with your family. I'm always like, yeah. damn, this looks so cool. Why would you leave that all behind? I've always I've always been the type to not do what everybody else is doing. You know mm. what I'm saying? And 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 I'm a man of faith. Mm. And God said, Hey, if you if you go to Africa, I'll I'll sustain you and I'll make you successful. Mm. So with blind faith I just left. And my family, I'm I'm a man. You know what I mean? I'm a, I, I always label myself as a king. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not answering to nobody. Like I, I told my family, Hey, this is what's this is what's up. In order for legacy to happen, for me to get to the next level, mm. I have to do something different. Mm. I can't keep doing, since we landed here 400 years ago, doing the same repetitive thing, thinking sure. something different is going to change. No, I got to do something different. Mm. And so with blind faith, I left and I knew God was going to sustain me. And here we is, you know. Here you are. And how's your stay been so far? I mean... Coming to visit South Africa is completely different to now being here 24-7. I mean, now you have to get accustomed to our foods and um, the energy out here, the people, the vibe. I mean, we are the capital of fun. (laughs) You know, like we are the capital of groove and good times. Um, So you quickly kind of pick up on that and you have to get with it. What would you say um, has been like the biggest almost like culture shock for you where, you know, you kind of grew up in the States and now you are like permanently in SA. This, this is the other side of the world. Obviously, low shit. Ah! I'm not going <laughs> to stunt. I'm not going to stunt at all. This low shit and stuff, man. It, it sometimes made me want to be packing my bags and go to, back home. Because, <laughs> man, it's wow. depressing being in the dark for so Bruh. So many periods of time and mm. every day consistently. And then you got to decide, okay, do I buy an inverter or do I just rock it out? Do I buy a generator or rock it out? I had to get one. <laughs> yeah, look, welcome to South Africa. <laughs> I like, I'm so mad that like that's the thing. <laughs> Man, that's a shock. That is totally a shock. Because yeah. you're not used to being in the dark. Mm. You, you in the dark. So, and then sometimes they'll take it to like... Four hours. Bro, 
all your electricity off. Your refrigerator, your Bro. air con, everything is mm. off. Man, like this is inhumane. It certainly is. It definitely is. But the the worst part about it is that at the end of the month, that electricity bill is still the same. It- the math is not mathing. Yeah, it's definitely not math. Right? Not at all. I like not don't get all. it. And the thing is, like with with most South Africans, I, I just don't think we get angry enough. We are complaining on the show right now. People are on Twitter right now. They're online. They all upset about the same thing. But I don't really see many people standing up and saying, "Ah, I've got a solution. Let's march to the doors." And like. We're just kind of letting it happen, if you know what I mean. And see, and that that's surprising to me because when I first when I was looking at South Africa from afar, mm. I always saw South Africans standing up for sure. stuff that affects them. They stand up for it, and they in the streets, sure. riding, they doing what they got to do to get that attention and get mm. that. T- so I was like, okay, I like how they do that. The Ubuntu, yeah. Oh, I love that word. Yeah, that, that's powerful. Doesn't it just also just sound like a nice word, like yes. Ubuntu? Yes. It's like Sexy. Yes, it's got yes, a ring to yes, it, right? I love it. And it is great. Theoretically, on paper, Ubuntu is amazing. When you feel it in the air, it's great. Like, there's a big brotherhood and sisterhood that I think every South African is just born with. But to your point, absolutely, yes. Um, we were once a people that would stand up for our rights and go to the streets and march and demand better human rights and such. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, just things have changed so much. And um, historically, young South Africans from like the 70s, 60s and those eras mm-hmm. were almost like the benchmark for what it is like to be a young South African fighting for your rights. Yeah. And now they are no longer the young people. They are like our parents oh, now. They're, they're the OGs. We are now a technology-fied you know, generation and our kids are a digital vibe generation. They're not really the type to go out on the streets. They're the type to be typing on their phones though. Do you know what I mean? Um, So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said about um, how that has changed over the years, but you're here now, um, you know, living in Danefern, like let's let's start with that because like I was like Denver is definitely Lonnie. It's like Lonnie. Lonnie. It's like fancy. Posh. They it's say posh, posh area. Yeah, it's like yeah. the suburbs, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. if you wanna get in, you need a code and you need this. Yeah. You can't just waltz in. <laughs> the security there is mad tight. You know, yeah. it's do do you think, you know, and having performed in Soweto and other parts of um, you know, Johannesburg when you see how really different the land is and how different people like live, would you say that you are still getting like a real true South African experience by living in Danefern where the walls are like super yeah. high and the security's yeah. crazy? Electric, electric fences. Hey, Bro. Yeah. It's, uh, how can I say this? It's, it's safe. Yeah, it's 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 a safety element, you know. what I'm saying that that has you secure mm. in your mind. You know what I mean? When you walk out, you can walk. But then at the same time, I don't like living there. Oh, word. Nah. Okay. I I I'm, when I say 
I'd rather be amongst my people. Sure. Not not too deep, like in the in the hood, hood. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I'm I done got away from East St. Louis to get away from the hood. hood. You don't want to go not from to one hood to another, hood. to another hood. Nah. <laughs> I, I just wanna I wanna be around people. Sure. Like though, I'm an artist. I wanna play my music. Mm. I wanna I wanna see people out, Brian. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Having a vibe like black yeah. people have. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And when you around other other people, yeah, it's 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 not like that. It's not like that at and all. And you don't get that. And it's complaining, complaining, sure. complaining, sure. complaining, complaining, and that makes it so uncomfortable. And it mm. make me think about civil rights, apartheid. Mm. I don't even, I don't even know if I can get into that stuff. But I'm 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 black. Sure, I'm black, black. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to. I'm, I'm proud of my people, and I sure. stand up for my people. So I love that. You know, yeah. I completely agree with you as far as like when you are an artist and a creative, we, we, we need to be around each other. Like yes. we feed off each other's energies Energy, and vibes. Dude, like that thing is so priceless. Like that ability, like you always, you almost know when you're with your people. Yes. Right. And what's interesting for me is that you are now with your people in a completely different sense. Right. How would what are some of the similarities would you say um between African Americans and South Africans? Because for whatever reason of late, when you're like on Twitter and on social media, there's a lot of back and forth. African Americans are, you know, kind of not really understanding a lot of what's going on this side and vice versa as well. Right. As the South Africans, we also don't really know exactly. Uh, but you're kind of positioning yourself as a bit of a middleman, you yeah. know, like somebody who obviously has a grip on, you know, the AA side of life and now you're here. So you can kind of maneuver both. What would you say are the biggest similarities between these two groups of people who are essentially the same, yeah. exactly the yeah. same person? Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to bridge that gap, mm. you know, with, with, with my, my YouTube channel and my music, mm. you know what I'm saying? Between, two K's and mature people mm. and, and then African Americans and, and African spirits, South Africans, you know, it's, it's the similarities like are, are vast hip hop, sure. Oof. R&B, Oof. jazz, all y'all, y'all, y'all do those Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, chill vibes. Yeah. We do that too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, like black people just are vibe everywhere, you know, and, mm. and and I just like what's what's the apartheid and the civil rights, mm. you know what I'm saying? We got so much stuff in common. We sure. just don't know. They don't know this side that y'all driving mm. cars. Period. Yeah, I mean they they, they, they think we're lions. lions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's simple. It's so simple. You would think that we don't think like that, but that's what we've been taught. Sure. Just like y'all been taught. Uh, Everybody say, oh, I thought this was like this. Nah, man, that's the movies. Mm. Everything y'all yeah, be seeing is from movies and entertainment and mm. think we live like Hollywood. Nah, it's a hood out there. It's sure. ghetto. Sure. You know what I mean? Police is bad, but it's not. It's just, it's a lot of stuff that's been said that the middleman has always portrayed to us. Sure. Telling y'all one thing, telling us one thing. Mm. So now I'm like, hey, with the middleman out, 
we telling our own stories, sibling sure. to sibling. Sure. We talking to each other and we finding out, dang, we a lot alike. We are very similar. Yes. Yeah. yeah we black, we melanated people. Hey. Bro, it, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, bruh. Like, as long as there's some melanin up in the building, it's going to be a good time. That's right. It's going to be right. a great time. It's going right. to shake. That's right. And like, that's that. That's right. You know what I mean? That's right. And yeah. they coming here being part of the majority. Mm, mm. That is, man, that's incredible. Yeah, I have never felt that. Of course. So coming here to to be part of the majority, and I go to the doctor. I seen a doctor that was black. Yeah, a female doctor at that. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what? You don't you don't run into that that much there. Mm. They're there, but I I haven't ran into it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Running into uh, your Whoever you call to do services, they black. Lawyer, sure. black. Sure. Everybody black. Mm. Business is black. You know, I love that. It's nice, right? Uh, it's lovely. I think, like, as you, you know, get more and more immersed into the culture and more and more immersed into what life in South Africa is truly like, you will see that, you know, black people in South Africa have truly fought for these positions, you know. Mm-hmm. It took a while for us to get here. You know, it didn't happen overnight. The fact that we can be lawyers and doctors and all of those have hold spaces in those professions. Uh, did take a while, but definitely we are still fighting. You know, it's an mm. ongoing, it's like a journey. Uh, like with most things, we're not there yet where we'd like to be because the truth of the matter is, um, you know, from a monetary perspective, a lot of those industries, the bulk of the f- the money in those industries are still reserved for non-black people. Right. That's the sad part of it. Right. So it's great to see the lawyers and the doctors and the, you know, that part is exciting. But as far as like earning potential and opportunities, we are so far away from the goal. We have a long way to go. Yeah. But we'll definitely get there, you know, yeah. provided we, we grow together and we stay together and not fight yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, you know, which will also take a while, but... Same, yeah. same in the United States, mm. same in the United States, but, but all that stuff is starting to change. Definitely. With the, with the migration of, of, uh, African-Americans starting to come to Africa now, sure. they, they, God had made a call and, and, and his, he calling his people home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, and you can see it. Yeah. And you can't stop it. For sure. You can't stop it. It's like, it's, it's in time it's going to be a real life Wakanda. Oh, I'm here for that. I'm absolutely here for that. I I actually have met quite a couple of Americans who have just moved to South Africa. And it's kind of the same, you know, theme, which is I want to come back home. You know, like I need to be reconnected to the motherland. And it's it's almost like a calling all the time. Would you describe that with the decision you made as well, that it was like a calling and it was more spiritual than anything else? That's, That's exactly what it was. I mean, I've been... I've been having Africa in my soul since I was a kid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and I said, I know one day I'm going to come here. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know when. But I know I'm going to come. Mm. You know, and then one day when I asked God, I was sitting there like, God, what's my purpose? Sure. Am I am I only going to be a retired veteran, you know, mm. with, with kids and taking care of my kids every day and just mm. putting them first all the time? Like, mm. What's my purpose? I don't know how to use my hands. I'm not an electrician. I'm not a carpenter. Mm. I don't know how to do none of that. Like, I went to college, got a couple of degrees, and I'm not using them. Mm. Like, what am I? What am I gonna do? Sure. And then he said, Africa. Yeah. 
And then I, I start looking deeper into Africa, and then I, my my boy starts sending me stuff on on South Africa from the real what's the real South Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a travel, uh, um, like a travel agency. Sure. And, and I start looking up stuff on them, and they was like, "Bro, you might as well just come on a trip with us." Mm-hmm. And then I came, man, and when I stepped foot on Africa's soil. I felt like my ancestors just grabbed me. It was like, baby, you here and we got you. Wow. We're going to take care of you. And then wow. I grounded. They told me to ground myself to the land. Mm. And once I did that, man, I felt this euphoric feeling. And, and I knew that this is where I needed to be. Sure. That is That sounds very special. Um, it sounds real. And it sounds like this is, you know, this is your lived experience that is in line with, you know, what your purpose is. And I know what it feels like to not know what your purpose is. And um, as a parent, especially, you can't pin your purpose on that. It can't be, I'm here to raise kids and that's what my purpose is. That is a part of your purpose. But there's definitely, you know, something that you yourself still have to do. That's right. You can't run away from that feeling. It's in you and it'll always be in you until you act on it. Do something. About Do something. So step one is you acted on it and here you are. You know, when I heard that you have seven slash eight kids, now I know it's eight, right? Yeah, it's eight. eight. <laughs> that, that, that is beautiful. Um, I've got five of my own, five slash six. So I, I definitely get the whole vibe of like big family unit vibes. Like kids are, kids are amazing. They're yeah. a huge, huge blessing. And, that must have been difficult to not be able to come this side with them. Like my first thought was where the kids at? <laughs> like where are the babies and where are they? And I then realized that, ah, again, this is a journey and it's like you're here first and then, and then, and then. That's so right. how, how was, how was it leaving them? Cause I know that you, you were, you're a present dad, you know, you're involved in their lives. You're not a deadbeat. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, and now you are, on the other side of the world. So yeah. what what was that like, especially from a practicality perspective? It was it was very, 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 very difficult. Mm. But like I said, I'm a man of faith and I knew God was gonna make sure everything was gonna be okay. Mm. But it was hard getting my kids and their mothers to understand the vision that God gave me, mm. you know, I can't expect them to understand because God didn't give them the vision. Sure. He gave it to me. Sure. So me trying to tell them, hey, they, they're, they're used to having daddy around every day because I had custody of my kids. Mm. They lived with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I had joint custody of my kids and I have grown up kids. I got grandbabies. Mm. You know, I had to leave all that behind. Mm. But I knew that. If God say move, you move. Sure. And I and I knew he was going to fulfill his promises. And I had to just have blind faith and know that part of what I want for my kids is legacy. 100%. I want, I want to, when I'm dead and gone and I'm no longer here, mm. what mark have I left on this earth and what have I left for my kids? Exactly. So if exactly. I keep on doing the same thing in the United States, just sitting and rotting away, I'm not I'm not doing nothing for them. Mm. But if I come to Africa and see what God got in store for me, who mm. knows? He says sustainment and successful. Mm. And I'm thinking it's going to be for my YouTube, me traveling as a single black man, showing people the diaspora, mm. what Africa mm. really looks like. Sure. And then write my book 
from that. And yeah. that's how I was going to be successful. Yeah. I didn't know music was going to come. Sure. I lost my voice from COVID, mm. you know. But when I got to Africa, I, I, I my voice came back mm. and I was out of the writer's block. Sure. So it's about legacy. 100%. And would you say, you know, your kids have also in- inherited the talent um, of music because if that's the case, I mean, great, <laughs> you know, because then the legacy can be like right up your alley. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I think most parents, you know, want our kids to do what we do, although we should allow them to do what they want to do. Have any of them inherited the gift? Yes. My oldest son, he's 22. Mm-hmm. He he sings and raps a little bit. Oh, nice. Uh, my 15-year-old daughter, she yeah. sings. Wow. My 12-year-old daughter sings. Wow. And my 10-year-old son, he be he sing, but he's so shy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they, they got it. They just, they shy like they dad is. Sure. You know what I mean? But I'm getting out of that, so hopefully it'll pass to them and they get out of that. Yeah, too. yeah. You know? I mean, it sounds like there's enough kids to start a band. You hey, know what I'm saying? Hey, we was trying. We was trying. <laughs> we got, we had, in, I got a uh, piano, I got a guitar, drums, mm-hmm. all that in the garage, and we be tampering with it and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Nah, yeah. That, that's, that's really nice. Do, do you think that as part of your plan and as part of God's plan to bring you here, um, you know, there could be a possibility that the kids could come this side, especially the younger ones, uh, and come and live with you here and, you know, continue to to grow up, but like just in a different country. Yeah, that that is definitely part of the, that is the main plan. Oh, yeah. I'm doing all this to get my kids here because I want to show them that God didn't just make America. Sure. God made a continent specifically for you mm. and melanated people. Mm. This is where you, you, you can be something that you can't be there. Sure, you know? sure. There's so many restrictions. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm trying not to go into that, that race part, but I want my kids to see that that is something different there in Africa for them. Mm. It's spiritual. Mm. It's magical. Mm. Your, your, your ancestors that you didn't even know you was linked with, sure. they here waiting on you. Sure. And you can be whatever you want to be, you know, when you're part of the majority. Yeah. And making that change and being part of us taking back Africa. Sure. As black people. 100%. That, I want my kids to be a part of that. No, I, I think they're very lucky that they have a father who can identify that as so important because... You know, at, at such tender ages, 10, 15, et cetera, it's so important to see other people that look like you in certain positions. That's right. Positions of power, mm. positions of leadership. Mm. You know, when you grow up and you see that, you go, damn, that could be me. Mm-hmm. I can make it too. Versus only seeing, you know, your fellow brothers and sisters like, some, like yeah, we're all just, yeah. and this is all we're good for. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. There is so much more that I believe that brown people can achieve. That's right. It's in our hearts. It's in our bloods. The thing that's holding us back is our minds because we've been told different. That's right. And sadly, we just believe what we're told. That's right. But if we seek the answers within ourselves, they're right there for us. That's right. Let's not get too deep. Let's not right, get too deep. Can, I can get into bro, that. I can get definitely into bro, that. Bro, me, me too. I'm like, I'm sitting I'm like, oh, my producer's going to kill me because he's like, keep it to the music. Talk about the music. I'm just like, um, yeah, that's cool too. <laughs> but let, I mean, let's touch on the music because I mean, ultimately that 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 is a big part of your story. Um, yeah, yeah. And again, like you, you've got the gift. You have an amazing voice Thank that you. you are now redefining the genre of Amapiano. Yeah. I don't even, 
Like I heard I heard the Motherland song I was like This isn't really piano though This is something Completely different It's different It's somewhat of a cocktail You know It's a little bit of this A little bit of that It's like There's a lot going on Yeah But in such a beautiful way Yeah Did that just happen naturally Like did you just walk Into the studio And sing And it just came out of you Or were you like Did you strategize And sit and say I'm gonna put 20% blues 20% R&B 50% deep How did that come about it just it, it just it just happened organically like that, you know, and and when when it came out, it was like, damn, this is a different sound, mm-hmm. you know. And then from there, we start working on it, and we come up with piano deep because mm-hmm. it's piano, a little bit of piano, but it's that deep bag of R and B, blues, jazz, mm-hmm. Afro, electric. And it's a deep bag, and you never know what kind of. When you reach into that bag, you don't know what's going to come out. Sure. But it's going to be a merge merger of 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 cultures, like, and all kinds of sounds, and and, and mainly with the 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 bass and the beat. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's. I just I just want to give the mature crowd. Yes, that's on the fence. Of like, ah, like I'm a piano, but it's kind of, mm, you know what I'm saying? It's for the kids. It's for, it's, it's for the 2Ks, sure, you know what I mean? Sure, sure, So I'm like, uh-huh, I want to make something that the 2Ks like and a mature crowd like. Mm. And so that's where you come get the piano deep. Piano deep. I mean, it's it sounds really good. It sounds almost moving. And when I hear it, I'm like, there's definitely a very strong... Obviously, vocal ability, but like a history of blues and jazz and R and B, like you feel it off the bat. That's right. Especially the vocals. That's like right. I can just take out the vocals and remove the beat and still feel so connected to it. Um, yeah. And I think that's so important because yeah. that's how we connect with the music. That's you right. know, as the audience, we connect with you as the artist by consuming your talents and the project that you offer and. I'm excited to see, you know, what other, where you're going to go like with this. I think uh, because you're starting so strong with, you know, why you're here, your purpose is, is speaking for itself. It's, you know, you're living it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite stoked um, to see what you can turn it into. Um, your timing is impeccable. That's for sure. Because like the whole world is looking at, at Africa right now. That's right. Never mind Africa, South Africa. There's like a spotlight on That's us. That's right. Everybody wants to know what we're going to do. Um, right. Musically, we're killing it. Uh, Sports wise, we are just done with everyone. Yes. It's almost like there's a magic here. That's what I'm saying. So you saw that and you're like, hey, man, mm-hmm. hey, this is my, it's my, it's my time. It's yeah. my time, you know? And and it, it wasn't even something that I was looking for. I, 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 Music was nowhere in my plans at all when mm. I moved here. Mm. Mind you, like COVID had took my voice, so I was done with music. So so for music to come and and then I met Lemo Han Shaga, mm. you know what I mean? And we I made Motherland in his house. Mm-mm. You know Mm-mm. who who gets to come to another country meet one of the biggest actors mm, no, in South Africa. Sure. And then he 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 liked the song so much. He's he say, "Bro, I see this and I feel it." Mm. He's like, "Bro, do you mind if I direct your music video?" Wow. For for that to Wow. It's nothing but God. I was about to say like nothing show me tell God. me you're God without saying I'm God. That is exactly yeah, it. Yeah. And I and I I didn't even plan on this. We just mm. we just put on a beat and just started going. Yeah. 
And he was like, bro, you you in the motherland. Yeah. And I just came up with the lyrics from there and asked my boys, can you sing this in your language? Mm. And so that's how we, we put motherland together. Oh, man, that is so dope. That is like, that's such a nice story, man. It, you Do you feel like you're, you're in the right place at the right time? Is, is this what you're supposed to be doing 100%? Yes, I, I definitely feel like this is the right time because like you said, South Africa is hot right now. Oh, yeah. And it is is nothing is by chance. God orchestrated this whole thing. Oh yeah. You know, so so I'm happy to be in this space with South Africa as it's growing and the, the spotlights on you guys. So I can I can gain a little bit of that while I'm while I'm here. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad it's 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 God's purpose. I love that, man. I'm I'm very happy for you. I'm very excited um for what you're still gonna do. So like what what's the future plans looking like? You know, is there is there something that you can share with us today? Is it all one big surprise? Are you just like moving with the spirit? Wherever you go, you'll go. Um, you know, like what are you? What can you share with us as far as like your future plans for being Big Spooder in South Africa? Well, um, I got a track that's coming out called Gue. Okay, and it's it's more of a like a love kind of kind of ballad, you mm-hmm. know, and it's um. It's uh, mixed mixed by Cuba, okay, DJ Cuba, Hexic. and his little brother Cassie. Mm. He produced it, mm. so we we about to put that out at around you know what I'm saying at the end of December maybe, sure, sure. and then we gonna make a music video to that. Mm. And um, I just hope people just like the the deep the the piano deep style that I'm trying to give people mm. I, I want them to feel the music mm. I want them to feel the vibe the ambience of the music just grabbing you and you know taking you to another space yeah know? so that's that's what's coming up that's very exciting um, so we've got more music to look forward to and just really get to know you um, yeah. you know as a South African American. That's right. That's right. Bad. That's what I call it. South African American. <laughs> I'm a South African American to the core. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh man. Um, if somebody's listening and they want to connect with you and maybe they just wanna, you know, check out your stuff or, you know, stalk you like I did earlier, whatever the case is, uh, where can people find you online and how can they connect with you? Okay, uh my Facebook and my Instagram handles, you can reach me at Sibusiso. Spoo done D U N N Sibusisu Spoo done. Uh that's on Facebook and Instagram. And then you can check out some of my stuff on uh YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And it's Red's Great Eight. Yeah. It's R E D apostrophe S Great, the word great, and then in quotations the letter eight. Yeah. Red's Great Eight. And um, that's how you'll be able to follow me and see some of my stuff. Love it. Yeah. Love it. No, very exciting things. It seems like there's a there's a bright future for you here um, in South Africa as far as, you know, adding spice into these genres, evolving as well as an artist, yeah, um, yeah. hopefully working with more, uh, like a nice array of South African artists as well. Yeah, I know you want to work with Zakes Bandwini. Bad. Bro, he's so fire. Um, I actually watched his performance live two days ago. I was just in awe, man. I was like, damn, this guy's so good. And he's just one of so many. Yeah. He is one of so, yeah. so many. The talent here is so raw. Yeah. It is rich. It yeah. is pure. And, you know, the more you collaborate with young artists, 
the more you grow as well um, yeah. yourself as an artist. So I do wish that that happens for you and that you also keep connecting with the right people who believe yeah. in what you're doing. Um, and yeah, I also hope your kids will make it this side as well, uh, man. That would be amazing. Definitely amazing. I'm manifesting that. I, that's been the, the goal since day one. Mm. When I left, I told them, daddy going to make something of yourself and I'm coming to get y'all. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And they, sure. they ready. They ready. Sure. But I'm just waiting for everything to line up as is and then I'm going to get my babies. Mm. You know, so they can be here celebrating South Africa with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, God's timing, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Spooda, so Spood, Dan, a.k.a. formerly known as Ronnie Dan. Yeah, you know, boy, like... Yeah, boy, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Um, I think, you know, the, the audience is, is, is excited as I am as far as like what you're trying to do and as far as just bridging that gap between right. Africa Americans and South Africans you know we are all one Um, you know the African continent is the biggest continent on planet earth they won't teach you that in school I was about to say I was about to say that that'll be going into the rabbit hole and when you go you can't get out you can't get out and you know also once once you start you'll stay there for a while because there's so So much much. so much maybe we should do like a part two interview where we put the music aside and now we're just talking about real life things I'm with it right I love that if you know me I love talking about God and I go in the bag. Oh, yeah. I go in the bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here yes, for it. So yes. we're going to make sure that that happens just so that we can also just pick your brain about some of the things that African-Americans are taught about Africa, some of those misconceptions, mm. some mm. of those um, theories and stereotypes, which ultimately, like, most of them are false. And yeah. even for us as well, like, the things that we as South Africans are taught about uh, African-Americans and, yeah. you know, things that end up making us fight online for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And that's why we need to start having these conversations mm. with one another. Oh, yeah. Instead of a middleman telling these propaganda. Look at us. You know, yeah. You hear me? <laughs> I feel hey, you. I feel what, you. That's what's needed. But, yeah. but with my music. I'm, I want to help bridge that gap, mm. make these conversations easier to have. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Then people start looking like, damn, we do got a lot in common. Exactly, exactly. So all the bickering and fussing, <sighs> delete. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Let's cancel all of that yeah. and just have like one focus, which is that we are one. We, you know, as long as you you have it in you, you you'll realize that there's no point of us arguing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if the plates on Thanksgiving aren't looking as colorful as your plates. Yeah. Like there's sure, but like we actually are all the same yes. and we are one. And once we do that, I feel like we can conquer the world. I really, nothing to be able to stop us. Bro, nothing, nothing and no one. Like if we can get strong mentally, yeah. oh man, the white man is going to run. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said a real life Wakanda, a real life Wakanda that oh, yeah. that can be done, mm. but we got to get we got to get the, the principalities. Hey, we got to get it right first. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's why you're here. That's why Big Spooda is in the house, and these are some of the things that you'll work on through your music, right. right? And I think that's great. I'm really really looking forward to watching you grow in the South African market, and also, you know, seeing you successfully 
bridge that gap um, yeah. and position yourself as that guy. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Man, thank you for having me. And thank you at home for taking the time to hang out with us. I truly hope you're inspired. You know, I hope if anything, like what you should take away from this conversation is that, you know, we are a big world. There's a globe. There's a whole earth full of billions of people. But it doesn't matter which part of the world you're from. Like we, we are humans. We are people at the end of the day. And that love that we have for one another as people should be the most important thing. Doesn't matter what color your skin is, where you're from, what you eat, what you don't eat. As long as we are people, that Ubuntu should be the thing that builds you and guides you everywhere you go. Thank you. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And as always, from myself, Laban Kosana, love and light. Peace. Cliffcentral.com